The Motivast Podcast, moving you towards your dreams. You will experience an array of amazing people in every industry imaginable. Ways of life that will bring the pep back into your step. From the big screen to small town businesses, the lion has it all. Motivational speaker, expert, and author, let's get to it with your host, Mitch, the lion, Bruce. How's it going, everybody? This is Mitch the Lion Bruce in the house. I'm here with my co-host, Michael Thomas, and we got an amazing guest on our show today. That's right, the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Page. Yes, if you don't know who Jason Page is, well, you're not truly a Pokemon fan at that point. (laughs) That's right, he is the original singer for the Pokemon theme song. That's right, but he does so much more than that. And today, we're going to talk about his success. We're going to talk about how influenced he is in just in every aspect of people's lives but also how he pursued his dream, which is so important when you're pursuing your own dream. We hope that this experience and talking with him and learning about everything he does in music will help you as a person to continue with your dreams. So how's it going, Jason? Very good. Gotta catch a little Uh, (laughs) bit. Yes, it's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Literally, we were... Uh, I, last night I could not sleep. I was up all night. <laughs> Let me tell you what I absolutely love your YouTube videos on uh, the the singalikes, the '60s and '70s, and your '80s and '90s singalikes were awesome. I loved them. Uh, just rolling through YouTube, watching your stuff, man. It's always been. It's always awesome. It's always awesome. Like. Uh, we, me and me and uh, Michael, we we grew up listening to Pokemon, but to yes. know that you know, our uh, basically someone who's our icon, such as yourself, uh, the only reason why I even got into Pokemon was because of the theme song. <laughs> Seriously, it was so catchy, and yeah. just the tone and the, your singing was just awesome. So I mean, uh, Jason, uh, as we go through this interview today, I really want you to know that everyone that's listening is uh, is. A is a fan of you. I mean, I'm pretty sure you got lots of fans. You, you do you do a lot of like comic cons or uh, certain uh, anime cons? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm definitely uh, in the con circuit. Uh, I'm doing a thing called Superhero Summerfest. Okay. Produced by the guys who did the anime Pasadena con uh, a couple months ago. That's happening next Saturday. Uh, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday. That's in Los Angeles. Uh, it's kind of an outdoor little mini con. Wow. And uh, I make the rounds to uh, some of the cons. You know, these things are going on every weekend in some city to the tune of 40,000 people or more. It's an expanding ecosystem. Wow. That's, just- That's insane. That is amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> so are you, are you singing at all of these that you go to? Uh, some of them I sing. Some of them I just sign autographs. And... Uh, take selfies and walk around and, and greet people. Um, but yeah, sometimes I, I'll sing a, in Lee's Comic-Con, I was the the encore featured performer of uh, their concert that they, yeah. that they do at the end of it. Cool. So, you know, and other times I'll do a loop jam session. Sometimes I'll do a, a talk back. Uh, sometimes I'll just show up and sing the Pokemon theme song with a track. One of them I did a fan 
uh, karaoke duet that went to fund a charity. Really? So there's all <laughs> kinds of different ways that I can participate. That's awesome. Uh, musically and in terms of uh, just 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 being there. Right. There. right. Like the other voiceover artists, they sit there and just sign autographs. They don't really do anything. They don't mm-hmm. perform. They don't bring any other value than just sitting there. And uh, and uh, I try to bring as much value as I possibly can because these things are just giant ecosystems of creativity. Oh, yeah. And I want to add my own creativity to it and not mm-hmm. just be just a, 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 a a, a face and a body. Right, right. But, you know. Yeah, I love a that. Value creator. Exactly, exactly. You know, there's. I love that about you, man, and, and you can see that in in your videos. I mean, I, I like I said, I watch your I watched your single like videos on YouTube, but I also watched your loop videos, and and I like how person your personality. That's a big thing, you know. People actually, I have a friend. Um, and he says he knows you about two years ago. His name's Cayman. Uh, he, he said, mm-hmm. yeah, he said, uh, if he doesn't remember me, tell him that, uh, I, I put my hammock up on his roof a couple years ago and we chilled. Yeah, I know Cayman. I love him. He's <laughs> a great guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. When I told him, I, when I told him, I'm like, dude, I, I got an interview with him and I'm so stoked. He's like, you got an interview with Jason. I said, yeah. And I'm like, the guy, he's like, dude. Yes, and he he referred me to a lot of stuff that I didn't even know about. Actually, one specifically is that I was actually really impressed with was you actually did uh, the Pokemon theme song in Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I figured there's a, there's such a Japanese, you know, the Japanese created Pokemon. Right, And it was right. there before it got here, and I wanted to honor them by giving them the Japanese version of the American theme song. And I still think I might do an American version of the Japanese theme song. At some <laughs> yes, point. yes, awesome. That would be. Wh- yeah, although that song is a little bit kooky and crazy, and I've heard it a couple times done in English, and it's it's not so it's not so great. But I think I could make it better. I yeah. think you could too. I think you could too, man. You you got that. You got a way to put a twist on things. Your personality is it, it just really pops in your singing, and people. That's the thing. People notice that you got that personality in your music, man. People people are gonna feel it, and you got that, man. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. Authenticity is the is the currency. Yes. That's the most valuable. Oh, exactly. It's the human currency. Um. So. One of one of one one thing that I was most impressed with, and especially because I've been following you for for a little while, and uh, and I love that uh, people people know you for the Pokemon theme song. You got a lot of people out there who are fans, but man, Jason Page, you Jason Page, you you have so much about you that's way more way beyond the spectrum of just the Pokemon realm. I mean, you've uh, I believe you've you've sang with uh, Aerosmith and Michael Jackson, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Michael Jackson's 30th anniversary concert in Madison Square Garden. Uh, I was uh-huh. one of uh, the few background singers to sing the whole entire show. Uh, all of the artists that performed before Michael, uh-huh. all of the Jackson 5 set, and then all of Michael Jackson's set, and I did have a step out solo on Black and White doing the rap. <laughs> Protection from gang, but the nation's got the great fit human relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Aerosmith, Aerosmith is uh, I beatboxed and sang on a number of uh, live sessions with them, mm-hmm. um, and uh, 
when I see them live and on tour, I they call me on stage to do a little, you know, background and beatboxing here and there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now beatboxing is really taken off. The language of beatboxing is spread to the youth right. today uh, in such mm -hmm. an incredible way, uh, and and they're just taking it to the next level. But I've been beatboxing for thirty. 30 plus years and oh, I, uh, yeah i've heard i've heard your beatboxing you do a lot in the in your loop tracks right yeah 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 definitely, definitely i love it i love it man it's it keeps it fresh man it even it can even kind of keeps that old school feel at the same time you know but it's really it's really brings that livelihood to your music and i love that especially in your loops i know uh i was watching a clip of you on youtube you're at a charity event and the guy in a big orange suit came up and uh, and you were beatboxing as he was coming up, and I was like, man, that's so cool. He's so good at that. <laughs> and uh, I was just really impressed. That's why I like I really wanted to express to people like um, that you you are so much more than just a Pokemon theme song. You've worked so hard in your life, and and it shows. And the thing is, what um, what how was it a couple years ago that you really started to get to express your uh your creating your part in the pokemon theme song yeah yeah uh, when the when the pokemon go came out mm -hmm. i i popped out of the pokeball <laughs> yeah uh, the media organizations wanted to know who was the singer of the song that had spiked on spotify and itunes and all these other right music streaming services uh because of pokemon go everybody was playing it again um although it was it's always been relevant to pokemon fans but pokemon go and everything surrounding it just became more relevant to the entire world again and of course media wants to wants to jump on anything that's relevant to the world um so they uh, they interviewed me and i <laughs> basically put the face and the name to the voice that right. millions of people already knew. That is um, so, so, you know, I've got, I've got way, 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 way more fans out there <clears throat> than even know that they are fans of mine. And it's basically my mission to catch them all right. in all of their various forms. And, you know, they're, so they're, they're, they're coming to me at the cons and they're coming to me on the YouTube channel and my <laughs> networks and, Mm -hmm. And through wonderful podcasts like this, so uh, thank you for your efforts creating value in the ecosystem. No problem, you know, man. It's my pleasure. You're helping me catch them all. Catch them all. I can't do it. I can't get that. I can't get that high. Like you. I'm kind of nervous to give it a shot with him on the air. Oh man, I, let me tell you what. Last <clears throat> night, I, seriously. I was I was so nervous about the interview. I'm not afraid to say that because right. like you know nerves is just a good sign to me. Yeah. And I but last night I couldn't sleep and I was like, all right. Have you ever heard of the um? There's a singing app. It's like a karaoke singing app, right? And I was like, okay, here I go. I'm gonna, I'm totally gonna try this song. And I tried hitting those notes and. Oh my gosh. I it didn't work it didn't work so much out for me I tell you what dude but I, I still posted that I still posted it and I was like you know what I don't care this is my this is this is my jam I'm gonna get going and I got pumped up for this interview and I was feeling good so good it was awesome I can, and I can Are you, speak to all yeah yes yeah, yeah, yep yeah yeah I love Smeal I oh. love Smeal Are you on there? Uh, I I am I, my account goes in and out. I haven't been uh, when I'm active. I just reinstated. Right, uh, right. I was talking to them about about being uh, you know one of the pe one of the people on there that you could do the duet with. Right, right. right. You that know, that would be amazing. That's what I was looking for. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, some they have a couple of featured artists that they do that with. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I, I, I thought I would be doing that at one point, but that's a great app. I really, I, oh, yeah. I use that a lot when people have requests for certain uh, sounds and right. I don't have an example, I can just jump on Smule and record right. something real quick. Yeah. Um, which is how I basically built my 80s, 90s, and 2010, 2000s reel. It's through years and years and years of providing examples for people of myself singing in various different styles and sound alikes. Right, um, right. For all of all of the sessions that I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so one thing that I've always found was really unique was like, so I'm a singer myself, and I pride myself in having a, a really wide range. But when man, when you get up in that upper register, there's such a it's it sounds like there's such a lack of effort with such a high tone how do you how do you achieve that i mean are you you've got to be doing vocal exercises on the regular i actually don't um and it's not and it's not uh easy it, it it's effortful and it and it's muscular and it uh it i guess it comes from uh relaxing and effort at the same time okay um i don't have a particular technique other than having no technique right <laughs> uh, I've studied I've studied with all kinds of voice teachers I studied classically and I studied privately and I studied jazz and and the, the best technique I have is experience yeah. and repetition and the more that you that. do something yeah. the more you know how to do it and uh, if you're coming from the right place emotionally I think you mm-hmm. you can you mm-hmm. can achieve it that that's sort of how how I I believe it to be, and it and it, it, it works when I'm when my intentions are are right, right, correct, or are I love aligned. that. Yeah. I love that. That that really goes and, along with that purpose of our of what the Motive Ass Podcast is all about. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's purpose. It's purpose driven, and it's related to the relaxation of knowing mm-hmm. that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you're doing something that you don't like, and you're not. <clears throat> you're not connected to, then it immediately will show in in your voice and how you're and how you're doing it. Right, that's that's awesome. It doesn't mean that's you good. can do everything. It just means that your voice is is really capable of so much. We were listening to the kids screaming in the yard yesterday, uh-huh. and these kids are their vocal range of children playing, oh, and the sound and volume and uh, that they can create is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, uh, it, such like you know, it's four or five octaves yeah. of of screaming high notes, whistle tones, and it's <laughs> yeah. so loud that it projects through space and. And 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 you just realize that when kids are in their natural state of vocal yeah. production, they have they have an unbelievable amount of range and power and projection. But as soon as they go to start singing things, they get self conscious about right. it, and they would get restrictive, and they get in the way of themselves. And the sound isn't mm-hmm. the sound isn't uh, as vast and varied as it can be. So when I when I know that I I have access to all that stuff because mm-hmm. I know that uh, it, it naturally it's there. You know, and I always say people people that have vocal troubles don't baby your voice or it acts like a baby. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right. That's good. I like that. People get all self conscious about it, and then they start losing their voice because they they get tense and they mm-hmm. they get restrictive and their muscles contract, and then they can't do what they want to do because right. they're thinking about it too much. Right. So, um, I tell you, when I was a little kid, Pokemon came on at nine o'clock, and my bedtime was was nine o'clock, and I got in a lot of I got in a lot of trouble because it always haunted me. We'd finish watching the Rugrats, 
and then I'd hear you come over the air singing the Pokemon theme song, and I would go to bed just thinking at least I had the voice of God in my ear before I went to bed. I grew up thinking that you were the best singer in the world, and I'd never get to meet you, so this is like a dream come true for me. What's uh, how did how did you get the the Pokemon theme song gig? How'd that happen? Um, well, I do as a vocal artist, as a vocal gymnast, <laughs> session singer. I do about fifty to a hundred sessions a year on the average for the past 20, 20, 20 or so year, twenty five years. Uh, and those sessions range from all the things that you've heard of me do online, the commercials, voiceovers, uh, movies, backgrounds for bands, um, you know, my own music, music of friends, crazy industrials. There's a thousand different things that, that mm-hmm. I've appeared on. And uh, <laughs> you never know what they're going to be. Jingle houses are mm-hmm. also contracting singers for all these events. Right, right. So uh, a couple of the jingle houses that I was working for uh, got the Pokemon gig <laughs> and uh, wanted to bring in some singers for it, brought me in to, to do it. And, you know, these are paid auditions, basically. You right. know, I do the, do the sessions for the jingle houses, and they're paid as well, but they are just submitting content for the client uh-huh. to see what the client likes. And then the client will say, oh, well, we want somebody that sounds a little more like this or more like that, and then right, they bring the right. people in. So I I did the session for this jingle house and uh, they played it for them and they loved it and recorded this whole version and went out and then uh, I guess about less than a year later they wanted to do the extended full song album the to be a master album uh-huh. mm-hmm. and uh, and then that was recorded and that became a number one Billboard hit and all the, the and even before that the, the the show really became a hit and there mm-hmm. were millions and millions of videotapes and toys and games and all kinds of other things that the song and sound clips were used on so um and there's plenty of other things that i've been involved in that have that have had similar paths right uh that you know that aren't as aren't as huge i don't think that there's really no other intellectual property as big as pokemon i think mm-hmm. it even out outdoes Star Wars at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, lots, lots of things, lots of very random vocal experiences. You never know what they're going to be like. So, Well, with, with I mean, you, you have, how many years? I mean, what, 20 plus years now? Yeah. I mean, that that's amazing. To me, today, it's, um, people forget what, what it is to work hard at something especially today uh, they believe like they can go out and they can just you know they can sing and not actually put any effort into and become you know become something and you know very on very rare occasions does that ever happen but for people who who are looking to pursue their dreams and really get out there um what's what's the number one piece of advice you would give them when pursuing their dreams especially with us with 20 plus years i'm sure you've had your struggles but i'm sure you've came out of them and had a lot of great experiences such as your pokemon experience yeah um i think the number one thing is your own work to be the master of your own creative output and you know to to, to enjoy your own voice and your own perspective your own unique individuality your own art your own doodles your own songs your own your own drawings your own poetry your own paintings your own dress 
You know, when you're right. dressing up, you're putting a costume on, you're mm-hmm. putting your, mm-hmm. your clothes on, enjoy your dressing up, enjoy your own creative voice. And mm-hmm. this, and, and share that, and once you enjoy your own creative voice, then you'll be more apt to share that creative voice with other people. Right. And they'll enjoy it because you enjoy doing it because you're connected to it. And that will show, and then people will want you to facilitate their creative voices and partner with them to do things uh, because they see that you, you know, you're connected to it. Right. And of course that, you know, that, that, that goes through all different skills. I enjoyed my own singing because mm-hmm. I started my own bands and wrote my own songs and through enjoying my own singing, got to know my own voice and then sharing my voice, uh, elicited other people to hire me to do that. Um, and, uh, and it just kind of spreads that way. And now you can do that in so many robust ways online right. because you have all of these <clears throat> social media platforms to do that. And, you know, and people are sort of doing that organically through social media. Yeah. They're doing it to such minute degrees that they're enjoying their own meals and they're taking pictures of their own meals. Mm-hmm. And right. Sometimes that results in, oh my God, look at this person. They're making this incredible fun cello thing. And <laughs> right. now that, you know, cello is now contacting them to make the cello commercial for them. Or yeah, that's awesome. They're making these that's meals, so you know? So it's really, it, it really, the world is, is, uh, is becoming more about individualism mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, people are creating that own their own unique value, and so, but but then the work part of it comes in, you know, expanding it, not just right. being like, oh, growing, I really like growing. this bowl of cereal I made, but like I made this bowl of cereal, but I lined up the cereal in this artistic way, <laughs> right, before right. I, you know, before it's, I it's put all about it in the bowl. Yeah, it's I I um when I when I do speaking because I do motivational speaking too. And uh, one, yeah, and one of yeah, one of one of my biggest things that I always tell people is is y- you got to save yourself by being yourself, and and most people people don't see that they don't mm-hmm. see it past they're so blinded in a world full full of uh, full of toxicity that they forget to dwell on on the positives of life and most of the time they don't even realize that the positives of life come from themselves. The number one person, yeah. mm-hmm. you cannot help the world unless you f- you first help yourself, and that means pursuing what you love. You gotta be you gotta be a better person for yourself, so you can be a better person for others. It reflects in all the work everyone does, the work I do that affects people, the 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 um, way that this interview is gonna affect people that listen to it, the way your music affects people and inspires them. It's all about how you have been yourself. I love that you really, I love that you expressed it that way, because it it really it really means at that point the connection to your audience, because that's who that's who we're here. To help support right in the end uh what we do whether whether we're doing this for a living or not in the end we're in the entertainment industry and when we when we focus on uh bettering ourselves and we are ourselves through our art then it's even that much more connective to the people that listen mm-hmm. i love that man i absolutely yeah. love that that's that's all that's we awesome have to, we have 
we have to start with ourselves and and mm-hmm. and create for ourselves first. And the world wants us to do the opposite. The world wants us to right. do what is already there to not to not invent and create new things, but mm-hmm. to literally fall into line in the in the grid that already exists that others have created before mm-hmm. us. And uh, and our true power is in you know forming our own unique path not just fitting into the grid that right right that is school that is industry <laughs> that is that is everything everything that already exists out there is is sort of a trap right. to the individual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who can create things that don't exist that right. are part of their own creative process so. exactly less uh, uh less brown he's a motivational speaker and he says the richest place in the world is the cemetery because it's filled with potential and riches of ideas and talents that were never given to the world because they f- they fell into that trap. Yeah. And uh yeah. and you know and I love that. I love that saying and you are you're you are one of the very few but growing few that that have realized the potential in themselves and what they can do and not not necessarily followed that grid but made made your own path and that is beautiful i mean it's absolutely awesome yeah i I mean learning how how my path is still directed by a narrative that was socially engineered Mm -hmm. and not not my own i mean i'm I, i still have this Fear and 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 reverence for authority that that's been mm-hmm. been placed upon me by schooling, mm-hmm. um, that I still have to realize that I am the ultimate authority. But I, I'm still make these appeals to authority through, you know, uh, government and medicine right. and right. and things that are just you know that that I, I feel <clears throat> are like beyond me to understand and to take control of. Um, but finding ways to become more self-reliant and healthier, and uh, and 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 that's to you know to to be, be more of the ultimate anarchist that we all are, <laughs> voluntarily, yeah. right. non-violently interacting in in exchanging with each other in our own voluntary right. ways. Yeah, yeah, I love um, that. And, and the world just wants to wants to do the opposite. It wants us to, our actions to be involuntary and ultimately backed by the violence of the state. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and feeling like we need to have have this help from them, right? And we don't because we can sort of we can figure it out on our own if we're if we're inspired to if we can see other people that do that. But if we only see people that are are helped by uh, the state and and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, led by other people, then we don't lead ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of what leaders want. Leaders need people to follow them. So the right. more people they can, the more followers they can create, mm-hmm. the the more they can preserve their own leadership. And each one of those followers is their own leader. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that. And, and you know. So, yeah, it, you know, it's it's when you talk to people about this, a lot of people share that view, but very few people have the have the courage to really step outside of that cookie cutter lifestyle. And um, what yeah, I, <clears throat> what I love about your content is everything that you're preaching right now. You can see it in in your music and your YouTube videos, which leads me to my next question. I was I was looking at like if you Google Jason Page, and you just you just click the first link, and it you know shows a couple of beautiful pictures of a very handsome man. 
and it, it shows a list of a lot of the the songs you were a part of. And I was wa- I was looking down through. It goes from the Pokemon stuff, and I think one of your most recent ones is "This Is Not the Rick and Morty Song." And I love I love how against the grain some of your content is, and it's never the same. The only thing that's same is the guy in the in the video. How do you you know? And, and I know you kind of talked about it, but how do you just so confidently just go into a, to a project? And, and not really worry about the outcome. I mean, is it just you know you're producing your type of sound and that's all you're really interested in doing? Ah, uh, well, well, I do worry about the outcome, but not, you know, <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> that the outcome is, is positive. Right, um, right. On my own, my own content, I, I have some extreme content that <laughs> uh, I... I I know the outcome right. <laughs> is going to be controversial. Right. Um, I'm actually working right now on the Bitcoin Pokemon theme song, oh. um, <laughs> and and oh. that's uh, that's yeah. going to be really great because cool. the the new technology mm. that Bitcoin the blo- the blockchain is right. is going to revolutionize the entire world and. It's really this slow adoption is, is happening, but everybody is, is going to get on board, and I think that I can be a catalyst for that um, right. with the Bitcoin Pokemon theme song. Um, but yeah, I think I guess I, I, I just go, I, 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 I choose things that, uh, that reflect my own sort of ideas. And, right, and, right. And partner with people that that you know are doing good work and and can reflect those ideas as well. Well, set aside from that, <laughs> I wanted to actually bring up your uh, Detective Pikachu uh, theme song. Uh, did you did you submit that into the uh, into the uh, producers at all for the movie? Yes, I was contacted by some people. Uh, by by a representative of Le- Legendary Pictures to figure out how they could use me in their promotional campaign and or uh-huh. in the movie, and I pitched a whole bunch of ideas to them, uh-huh. uh, in- including that that idea, mm-hmm. the mashup, uh, the ultimate mashup of two songs that that right. go perfectly together lyrically and musically. Mm-hmm. If you read them, and I, I know printed put the lyrics in the description. So you can see that they actually it reads down as one song, and it can it can be sung together the whole way through uh-huh. in the same key and, and everything. It's a, it's a mashup, but it's a it's an intentional mashup over a twenty year span. I thought this is mm-hmm. a, what a great like uh, <laughs> detective thing. Right. You know, I was I was trying to build on the theme of the clue of these two songs going together. Um, and they rejected all of my ideas and all of my <laughs> all of my proposals. So I thought it was such a great idea. I did it anyway. Awesome. Um, I love that. And uh, I knew that I would get value out of it because the ecosystem just, you know, it's the value, more value was created by independent creators than, right. than created by the actual Pokemon company, Internet Corporation, mm-hmm. or even... You know, legendary is is sort of other individuals saying, "Hey, we want to do a Pokemon movie live," and they created that value. Pokemon didn't create that value. Right? They right. just voted on what happened in it, mm-hmm. and they voted on not having me in it. But 
they, you know, they, 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 at least yes. they gave the right to Legendary, and Legendary got to make this this movie, and people had an amazing, amazing experience with it, and you know, and other people creating costumes, and other people creating products, and other people creating songs, and other people creating videos and shows, and people doing all kinds of Pokemon-related value out there. Mm -hmm. um, so, so uh, I did my own. I did this song. I'm creating my own value in the ecosystem Absolutely. For, Absolutely. for you guys, for for the world, yes. and and I think that's really great that people are taking that initiative. And you know, Pokemon isn't; they're a corporation. They they work a certain way, and they uh -huh. they have to follow their own regulations and guidelines. And people in that company are trying to keep their jobs and do what right, they're right. paid to do. So. You know, they're they're not free to do whatever they feel and yeah. whatever's inspiring them. They're just, mm -hmm. you know, voting on things that happen in the ecosystem. And to their credit, they've been voting on pretty good things because they've kept this thing going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Or or maybe you know, you, I could I could also say the you guys have kept this thing going yeah. with your enthusiasm for. Mm -hmm all things Pokemon and your enthusiasm for the games and the ecosystem and to keep, you know, to keep it going and, and people that have grown up with it to introduce their mm -hmm. children to it, uh, you know, so po Pokemon International is definitely a functional organization that has to make a lot of decisions, but compare that to the millions of people creating Pokemon content, right. making yeah, decisions to, to create things that, that their friends value. Absolutely. I mean, people making Pokemon Go accounts and selling the Pokemon Go accounts. Yeah, right. They're teaching, <laughs> teaching each other how to play the games. You teach me and I'll teach you. Oh my I mean, it's like, yeah. they're yeah. all living the, the, the ethics of the song, which is right. kind of interesting. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a circle of life, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> that's, oh, that's amazing. Crazy. So uh, my one of my one of my uh, biggest questions that I actually had today that I actually like one that I really wanted to ask you was: Is there anything that you are working on right now, set aside from from your Pokemon stuff? I mean, personally, are you coming out with any new album? Are you coming out with an album or anything like that, or anything new? Um, well, obviously. Bitcoin, the Bitcoin thing is an original right, right. original lyrics to the Pokemon okay. theme song. Uh -huh. um, I, and I'm wor and I'm working on uh, a show, a couple of a couple of musicals actually. Oh, sweet! Right. Um, I have a couple of musicals in the works. One is a they're they're one's a jukebox musical. I do a, a yearly uh, show, a Christmas show that is in its eleventh year called both A Hard Day Silent, Silent Night. It's a Beatles gospel nativity. Awesome. Where we tell the, we, the, uh, the nativity story with Beatles songs and a giant gospel choir that I conduct and lead and write arrangements for. Um, <laughs> my one-man show is also a sort of a live presentation. It's right. kind of a... It's a theatrical thing. However, it's I'm, I'm I'm trying to craft it with a little bit more of a narrative so I I can uh, distribute it on a Netflix type platform. Right, right. Um, that would be awesome. That would be and way that's cool. filled with all of my more sociopolitical, sexuologically charged yeah. songs. <laughs> uh, some of which are on my YouTube channels or or Reverb Nation and different, right. confronting different social. Uh, Issues that I've mm -hmm. experienced in my life in comedic 
mm-hmm. musical form. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. And uh, and this <laughs> this uh, this fall, I'll be performing in a Neil Simon show that's been turned into a musical at Open Fist Theater in Los Angeles. That is awesome. Um, <laughs> so you kind of all over uh, the place. You know, and, I, and, I, and there may be some more video games live performances. Oh. Which I don't know if you've seen some of that that uh, that group that I've been performing with the orchestra that tours around the world. There'll be some gigs probably yes. the, end, the end of the year and the beginning of next year with that. <laughs> That that's that's that's, that's great. Uh, I love this so pumped. Right I know. Now. <laughs> so so if you were to look back over your career and, and and all the projects you've been a part of, what weighing between the experience and how much you liked the finished product, what would you say was your favorite project that you were a part of? If you if you had to pick one, um. Experiences in the finished product. Um, I, I think uh, the Beatles' Gospel Nativity is a is is an incredible because it's it's community building. It's not just a, right. it's not just a show, but it's a community of people that come together every year to celebrate the season in a way that takes it out of our traditional uh, celebration of Christmas, mm-hmm. which is a consumer fact holiday right. you know inspired by coca-cola's artistic yeah. <laughs> rendering of santa claus to sell uh, yeah. cocaine laced sugar water um, <laughs> and you know santa claus's guilt to get people to buy <laughs> toys for their kids right. this is, I love and, this. or even you know the more religious context of, of christmas but this is a way that we've taken the common culture of the Beatles and their mm-hmm. incredible music and right. turned it into this really spiritual and beautiful musical experience. Mm-hmm. And every year the, 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 the project gets bigger. Um, and it's something that I'm sort of at the helm of. So the community comes around and, and equally participates in this show as everyone's contribution is really valuable. Right. Where, um, and now, right now we're at about 65 or 70 people in the show. That is, wow. Um, wow. That is awesome. So Holy yeah, moly. so it's really, it's really beautiful. And I wrote the arrangements and I, I conduct the choir and I'm one of the main, the main characters in the show as well. So where can, so that, if anyone wanted to watch the show, like where, where, where would it be at? Uh, they're going to have to come to Los Angeles and unless we do uh-huh. it in New York this year. We're not sure what venue we're going to be in, but uh, we, we have been doing it for the past 10 years in Los Angeles. Um, and we're looking to expand it beyond that. However, um, getting the right to do Beatles music in yeah. and anything <laughs> other than these smaller environments that we're doing is incredibly difficult and expensive. And right. uh, we want to expand it, but we need very robust partners to do so. So we've been right. looking at trying to figure out how to how to make that happen as well, because <laughs> uh, the community is building so so big. We've already outgrown our our spaces. Uh, right. Our, our sixty five or seventy people in a show that traditionally has only been in a ninety nine seat theater. So we've got almost yeah. as many people in the show wow. as we do in the audience. Yeah. Um, We're gonna have to get that, our that, tickets that'll early. That'll be happening in Los Angeles for sure. And I usually make it a Facebook event page for it, right. uh, both a hard day. Solid Great, because uh, I think I'm gonna have to make a trip to LA. Yeah, 
Yeah. Where are you guys centered in? So, uh, Motivast Nations is my company, and we're actually based out of Wyoming. Cody, Wyoming. Oh, cool. East Gate of Yellowstone. Yeah, so... That's what we got going for us. The uh, we That's got claim to fame. Yeah, the Yellowstone. <laughs> that, but you know, uh, my goal is uh, bring a little bit more light to the to such a uh, um, I, don't, I wouldn't call it dreary, but, you know, but to to an area of the war, of the of the U.S. that isn't so populated. You know, Wyoming's the least populated state. And uh, we we don't have a whole lot of um, we have a lot of artists, but uh, there's such a uh, what would you call it, Michael? Uh, it it seems like there's just not a huge competitive scene for it out here, and the and the and you got to understand the culture out here is such a hard kind of isolated. Mm-hmm. People don't actually live out here; they more survive, is what right. I've always said. It's so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it's not something that's really <clears throat> looked at as a necessity by a lot of people, so, and and it's kind of frowned upon. So it's. It's always nice to get people from the outside to right. to add a little bit to it. Yeah, it's it, being that way here is like I I've realized that the goal of my company is it's a Motivast Nations uh, um, entertainment and talent management and just and doing these things because uh, there is so much talent in Wyoming. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but you know, like it like Michael said, it's so frowned upon. It seems around here that. Uh, it's people don't want to pursue their passion so i'm like you know why should so why should someone go all the way to hollywood right now why should someone go all the way to nashville or seattle let's bring it to the center here and and, and help people out and and then once they can when i can help them see their potentials and see mm-hmm. that if they work hard they can pursue their dreams and go to that audition and mm-hmm. sing that song on that stage or whatnot um that maybe then when we get them fueled up, they'll go and pursue those auditions more and get out right. there and do it. That's my goal. And really motivate people to get kind of out of that cookie cutter shell. I love Jason, yeah. what you were saying when you were talking about, even when you post on Facebook, even to the most minute of platforms, you're, or you're using your platform, you know, kind of expressing your art in every single day when you, when you post on social media. So we're, we're kind of at this, at this point in time where you know you don't need to go to Nashville to, to maybe get recognized or go to Hollywood or something no like that. that's you the beauty really, of YouTube that's the beauty yeah. of social media yeah you know and people are just and they're yeah. selling personality I mean content is is almost 100% personality based when you get to the really successful a lot of the successful people out there so I, I loved how you had that outlook and how you were yeah. you're explaining that you I don't do justice trying to explain it right now you broke that down in such a beautiful way it's called realism. Realism. Yeah, it's being real. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to be. You don't need to be uh, crowded cities anymore you're to right. do this. You can yeah. be there, and in your survivalist mode, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there right. are all kinds of uh, tools that are actually really important to yeah. know. Yeah. Um, you know how, how to how to grow your own food, probably. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the primary, the primary necessity for life. Yes, sir. You guys are way ahead of the game there. Oh. At least you got some room to do it. Right, right, I got exactly. my mom growing microgreens in her house and in her apartment in New York City. So uh-huh. <laughs> it can be done everywhere, but... Uh, You've got you've got lots of lots of room out there to do it. I'm sure. Yeah, we. That's a great thing. Is is uh, that I? This is how I look at it. Is even though there's a there's a um, a, a lack of this here, I I look at it as an untapped resource. 
that yeah. that's what I look at it, you know. Uh, um, and and when I see it, I see I see potential in a lot of people, and I want to go. I want to go. You know, I want uh, metaphor. Man, I want to metaphorically go out there, and I want to drill some uh, drill for some uh, oil. But in the sense, this oil is gonna is the is the people of Wyoming, mm-hmm. and uh, not just that, but surrounding states too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's I mean that's the goal, right? I mean. Yeah. Uh, we to to bring out i want to i want to show people hey you know like the 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 old theory of if you work hard you get what you want yeah. is still very true and and uh in the and, you know the mentality of uh you know we can sit down and, and wait for it to come to us that's yeah. that's a facade it's a facade <laughs> if you if you have yeah. so if you have this like you can't go up on stage and be like all right well I'm going to be a singer and then have someone come out on the stage and sing for you. Yeah. You know, that's not how it works, yeah. you know? And, and so I'm, I'm, oh, I'm getting pumped up here. <laughs> yeah. I think coming from a, an, an artistic, when you think of it from an artistic standpoint, it's really the, the, you know, just like you were saying, the, the social aspect of who you should be doesn't always match up with who you are. And, and mm-hmm. we've created this system, especially in, in, the, in Western civilizations where, um, there are certain people that are going to be better suited to be successful based on the system we have. Whereas nowadays, especially with social media, we're starting to learn that what we really need is the best version of you. Mm-hmm. And the best version of you is what's going to make you successful and, and ultimately serve the, the biggest purpose. So, no, I, I love that message. Oh, dude, I just, I just blew my mind right there. Idea, motivast nations, got to catch them. <laughs> All right. Do you yeah, think- yeah. The, the more value you create, you, you can you can uh, individual value you can mm-hmm. create, and then right. you start to be able to share this uniquely on your unique social channel. As long as these channels provide you with the opportunity to, right. uh, because then they become ever more restricted in what yeah, people right. are allowed to do. Right. Because people are creating value outside the narrative, and right. uh, yeah, it's and, crazy and, how someone could put value on words that you thought that each individual in the world owns. You know, like how can you put a value on words? Mm-hmm. You know, like does that make yep. does that make sense to you? I, it, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, like you think that these words, you know, words just technically they're just floating around. You know, in a mm-hmm. sense, you know, like it's it's crazy how you how everything today has has you know you have to be careful everything has a cost anymore right. and, and the platforms get dictated that's the that's my biggest worry is you know if you don't agree i can't support your i'm not going to support your platform or you're i'm not going to allow you to have a voice that's really kind of mm. anti anti-social I, i'm not a big fan of it all but no i love yeah, that yeah well message. there's more the, this, this is once again unique individuals mm-hmm. are creating solutions to that right. and the solution Absolutely. is blockchain based platforms that yes. will that will not censor shadow ban or demonetize yes. uh, but you know in all fairness YouTube and Facebook and Twitter they're private companies mm-hmm. and they make their money off of advertisers and if their advertisers are not going to pay them because somebody's talking about flat earth or somebody's talking right, about right, right. vaccines or somebody's talking about something that they don't like mm-hmm. then they are not going to pay them and Facebook is going to shut down voices that stop their own business and their own self-interest right. uh, but that's alright because somebody else is going to make a platform that doesn't shut you down for that right, right. and yes. it becomes your responsibility yes. to 
protect yourself against nefarious users right. there if right. there are different uh, if there are dangers but that gets once again you being self-reliant as opposed to mm-hmm. depending on somebody else to protect you and uh, and I think that just becomes more empowering Absolutely. For you, to, you know, to know how to protect yourself as opposed to having to wait for somebody else to protect you. Once right. again, that's the that's the that's the state again. Instead right. of being able to protect yourself, you're waiting for, you know, the inept police that are mm-hmm. so abusive in many cases to right. protect you. Well, Jason, if there if there's a if there's a one piece or even a couple pieces of it of advice that you could give the uh, the audience that's listening, both your fans uh, and my and my listeners, uh, what would that be in in just pursuing your dreams and pursuing who you are as a person? Um, I, I think you kind of got to go back to your sixth grade creative self. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you know, again, sixth grade, even even younger than that. You mm-hmm. know, before you were schooled, you're. Right. you're your natural, you know that your natural innate ability to create and to experience joy and to learn, it's just, it's embedded in, in you as a human being. Mm-hmm. So, um, you can, you can peel off all of the social engineering that's been mm-hmm. done to you. You can, you can uncover the joy and the beauty and the creativity of the natural state, um, and, and embody that. Um, it's kind of like the burning man, Mm -hmm. magical experience. When you go to burning man, you become this joy, you become the joyous eight year old that you were back (laughs) in the day, Mm -hmm. running around in this magical world, expressing yourself in incredible ways and just shedding all of the social engineering that's been done to you in in a new in a new environment that that's really just the old environment of yourself right right uh, emerging once again to <laughs> to play and experience joy and and all of the things that that happen there that are most magical the things that you don't see mm-hmm. they're, they're all inspired by art and all the things that people bring there, but <clears throat> the ma- the most magical things are intuition, synchronicity, uh, love, emotion, um, joy, and those are the things that are embedded in you. Um, Absolutely, already. So you know, you, 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 we're we're in a process of sort of unlearning right. all that we've learned from the time that we started being conditioned exactly and and we have to decondition ourselves we have to sort of unschool ourselves in all (laughs) of the conditioning that we've experienced and that we're continuing to experience on a on a daily basis Mm -hmm. through our through the social engineers and the the platforms and different things that go on and advertisers and lobbyists and governments that want to condition us and make us certain things and underneath all of that conditioning is a pure, beautiful, special, unique individual, magical mm-hmm. being of love, light, and potential that we can, <clears throat> that we all yeah. can access because we all have that and we're all geniuses and we're all special, spiritual, ethereal, 
children that can mm-hmm. uh, children e- e- eternal children <laughs> right this is a new song that right are, that yes. are always growing in, into greater beautiful selves <laughs> and we just have to you know peel exactly. off the layers that that don't support that and beautiful. uh and, and naturally go where that child will go we I don't know. A, it's, a, it's a big question. Yeah. It's a big. <laughs> I think it was ask. beautifully said. Yeah. We I think it was beautifully said. A mic drop at the end of that. Yeah. Perhaps mic drop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on here, Jason, and everybody else absolutely appreciates you coming onto the Motivast podcast yes. and expressing yourself really and truly. Now, for all the listeners out there, yet again. Where can they find you? Where can they like? Where can they li- put their likes and their shares? Uh, you can join my networks, my Facebook, Jason Page Show page, my YouTube channel, Jason Page, uh, uh, my, my Instagram, at Jason Page. Awesome. Jason Dash Page. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jason Page at gmail.com for inquiries and uh, other things. Um and my website, jasonpage.com. It's, uh, it's all Jason Page. All, all Jason Page. All Jason Page. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Well, that's right. You heard it from the man. Look him up on, on uh, email him if for inquiries. Make sure you like him, like his Facebook page, Jason Page Show. And, uh, and make sure to hit him up on any other social media. He would absolutely love to, to have those shares and those likes. But most importantly, to have those fans out there and those friends to support him i'm sure as he, as uh, as everyone probably knows is uh this this uh this industry is filled and fueled fuels our life off of the off of uh the people that that listen and the people that enjoy the, the content so i'm sure jason you would agree yeah yeah uh-uh. uh, most and most most directly you can get my newsletter at jasonpage.com okay there we go. awesome Sweet. And a free ringtone of my Pick it up, gotta get that car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, on. yes, I'm I'm downloading that I instantly this after this. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome man. man. Well, I really, really appreciate you being on here. Everyone, uh, thank you for listening to the Motivast podcast. Remember to hit that like button. Remember to hit that share button. And remember to like the page. Enjoy the crap out of this podcast even though this is the end of it i don't know why i'm saying that but that's okay <laughs> enjoy it anyways enjoy it so i want to thank everybody for listening i want to thank you jason and uh it was a pleasure getting to interview you absolutely thank you guys so much absolutely and uh um we'll uh we'll have this posted here here in the next uh, probably couple hours so All right. I'll share. Gotta hear them all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you have a great one, bud. Bye, Bill. Bye. Bye.